Hello and welcome back to the Coach Marley Ann podcast where we dive into all things women's health, fitness and a little bit of netball. So today I'm going to talk to you about exactly how fat loss works. Now this is such a controversial subject online. There are so many different thoughts, beliefs and let's be honest, just general bullshit out there. People telling you to cut out carbs, go high fat, low fat, cut out sugar, drink vinegar. My God, that is just gross. And yes, I have tried it. I think I lasted about two days. Put butter or oil in your coffee. Honestly, this is hilarious in so many ways. Limit the number of sins you can eat. Now, labeling food sin, sinful, honestly, is just encouraging an unhealthy relationship with food. There's the juice diet, the cleanse, the soup diet, the cabbage diet, the grapefruit diet, the 5-2, 16-8, diet. There are so many out there. Name a food and there's probably a diet surrounding that food. And I 100% get why so many of us are confused about what we should do and what will work. So what I want to do today is just help explain exactly how fat loss works and help you decide what you can do if fat loss is a goal for you. So I'm going to start with two words and that is calorie deficit. And here's another two, energy balance. So our bodies rely on food for energy. We all know that. And the mix or the difference between the energy in, which is food, and the energy eight sorry, the energy out, that's all your bodily processes from literally breathing and blinking, digesting food, any type of movement, including exercise, fidgeting, walking, etc., etc., is the calculation we know as energy balance. So the energy, so if the energy in is greater than the energy out, we have all this extra energy in our body And so our bodies are very good at storing that extra energy for later use. And we store it as body fat. So that's what body fat is. It's just extra energy that is stored, ready for use later on. And this is an evolutionary process that was vital thousands of years ago. So when we were hunter-gatherers, we didn't know where our next meal was coming from. So we needed to make sure we had enough energy in order to survive. So it was a way that our bodies created in order to literally survive to make sure that we were here for years to come. And we, when, when you would find food, you would eat essentially as much as possible because any stored extra energy which would get stored as body fat, we could use later on so that we could survive. So it's literally, it's literally about survival. But of course, we don't live in such times these days. And for the vast majority of us, we know exactly where our next meal is coming from. But we still have this evolutionary ability to store the extra energy. And this is quite an important fact for two reasons. One is to see that your body fat is exactly this. It's just extra energy. And so if you get your head around that, it can really help to try and separate yourself from your body fat. So it helps you then stop saying things like, I feel fat. Like fat is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. 
or saying things like, I am fat. You are not fat. You may just have some extra energy. You are far more than any extra energy or any body fat you might be holding. So trying to get your head around that helps you to take the emotion out. And I mean, all that can be a podcast in itself. Um, And then the second reason is if you understand this is how we store body fat, you will therefore understand how to lose it. And to lose fat, we need to tip the energy balance the other way. So you'll need to make sure that the energy you take in is less than the energy out. And when we talk about calories, we're referring to the unit of energy. So just the same as a meter is a unit of length or Celsius is a unit to measure temperature, calories are a unit to measure food energy. And in fact, technically, a calorie, if you didn't know this, a calorie is the amount of energy needed to raise the temperature of one gram of water by one degree Celsius. So that is what, how one ca- calorie has been uh, created, it has been measured. But we understand it in terms of food energy. Um, so this is then called, so when you have your um, energy in, is less than your energy out. This is then obviously called a calorie deficit. And if the two equal each other in the energy balance equation, this is called your maintenance calories. So you essentially burn the same number of calories as you eat. And so you wouldn't burn or store any extra body fat. And that's what we call maintenance. If we go back to calorie deficit, so how do you create a calorie deficit? But well, before I go into that, it's important to understand exactly how it all works. We all know that calories in food is what constitutes the energy in, but what about energy out? What constitutes energy out? So your total daily energy expenditure is called your TDEE. Now get prepared for loads of acronyms. So your TDEE is your total daily energy expenditure. And it's made of four things. Here's a load of more acronyms. BMR, TEF, NEAT and EAT. So, (laughs) but I will go through them. You'll probably think, stop throwing all these acronyms. I don't know what they mean. But I'm going to go through them one by one. So let's start with BMR. So your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. So this is the amount of energy you expend literally just by living. So if you were to lie down all day, not move, not eat, This is how much energy you would need in order to stay alive. And it typically constitutes around 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. So it's quite a large, your BMI is quite a large amount of how much energy you burn in total. Yeah. And what what your TDE depends on sorry, what your BMR depends on, even though I get confused with the acronyms, what your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate, will depend on your total mass, so your total size. So larger and taller people will have a bigger BMR. So that's why generally men need more calories and those in smaller bodies will have lower calorie targets because you just don't need so much energy to keep you alive, to keep your body going. So if you're a small woman, dieting 
is far more difficult for you because you don't need as much energy to keep that body going. And it's even more difficult in our current food environment. So dieting for smaller women is more difficult. One of the grateful things I have, other than the netball call, <laughs> one of the grateful things I have of being, of being tall. And your BMR will also depend on your body composition. So the more muscle you have, the larger your BMR will be. Not by much. So don't think by building more and more muscle, you can get away with significant amounts of food. You can't. But understand that muscle is more metabolically active, meaning it takes more energy to keep your muscle going than it does for your body fat. So, you know, another great reason of strength training and building muscle is so that your BMR can increase, albeit just a little bit, but it does increase. Okay, so the next one is TEF. So this is the thermal effect of food. So when we eat, we obviously need to digest that food. And the TEF is the energy cost of processing food. So digesting it, sending the nutrients where they need to go. But how much will depend on what type of food you're eating. So protein is a far hardier food type than, say, fat. So you'll burn more energy digesting and processing protein than you will fat. Your body just finds protein harder to, to digest. So again, this is another reason why I advocate a high-protein diet, especially in a fat loss phase, due to the thermal effect. So around 30%, 25 to 30% of the calories in your protein are used or lost just to digest and process it. For carbs, it's around 15%. Fats, it's around 5%. So the more protein you eat, the more calories you can just burn just by eating, just by digesting the food. So your TEF, so where your BMR takes around 70% of your total daily energy expenditure, your TEF will take up around 10% of your TDEE. Obviously, depending on what type of food you eat, but will go on average it's around 10%. So the next two we have are eat and neat. So eat is your exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's the energy burned during your planned exercise activity, which is around 5% of your total daily energy expenditure. And neat is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is everything you do outside your planned exercise. So from walking to the, to the loo, to cleaning, to playing with the kids, any fidgeting, like when I'm talking now, my arms are going all over the place. All of that makes up your NEAT. And your NEAT can account to 15% of your total daily energy expenditure. So you can see that NEAT is far more calorie zapping than your planned exercises. And you probably don't do your planned exercise every day anyway. You don't go to the gym every day, or most of us don't anyway. <laughs> so your eat may not even take up part of your TDEE every day. So this is why your workouts cannot be seen and should not be seen as a calorie burning activity. You've really got to see your workouts as being 
to help build and maintain muscles, to get strong, to improve your heart health, you know, with the, especially when you're doing, you know, cardio, uh, cardio type workouts, excuse me, getting all tongue twisted. Um, and the thousands of reasons as well that you do, like my podcast a couple of weeks ago, 30 reasons why uh, you should strength train, you know, all those reasons and so much more that you should do your workouts and none of them have anything to do with burning calories. If you want to lose body fat, exercise, don't get me wrong, is one of the best things that you can do for so many reasons for your health, physical health, mental health, but it is not the thing that you do purely to burn calories, to burn off food that you may or may not or yet to eat. So it's really important you get out of that mindset. If you want to lose body fat, the first thing you should go should not go to is exercise. You should be doing exercise regardless, but you shouldn't be going to your exercise to working out, to running, to going to the gym, to doing a class, whatever exercise you want to do. The reasons why you do that is not to burn calories. It's to get strong, all those other reasons that I've just said. So knowing this, if you miss a gym session, if you miss a workout because life got in the way or, you know, you had a really bad night and so you needed some extra sleep, especially if you've got young kids, totally get that. Or you're not well, whatever the reason is, you, you might have to miss a, a workout and we all miss workouts. We're never going to be perfect. But if you have to miss a workout for whatever reason, you now don't need to think that you've blown your diet, you've blown your fitness journey because it had nothing to do with calorie burning. It was all for the hundred of reasons I've given uh, before. So it is your neat, in terms of burning calories then, it is your neat that you need to focus on. Keeping yourself active during the day is really, really important. I don't think you'd be surprised to hear that sitting around day, all day is not healthy for you, regardless if you want to lose body fat or not. But if fat loss is a goal, then upping your neat could be a real killer aspect for your fat loss journey. It is the reason why I and most coaches will give you a step goal. And usually it's around about 10,000, not because there's any magical number or a magical reason why 10,000 steps a day, you know, once you reach 10,000 steps, you'll suddenly do this in your fat loss, something magical will happen in your fat loss journey. It's got nothing to do with that, but 10,000 is a good, and for most people, realistic goal that you can reach, but on, um, on the same level, reasonably challenging, so that you can keep your neat as high as possible. Now, 10,000 steps, you know, doesn't have to be purely just going out for walks. You can include like your any running that you do, dancing with the kids, you know, taking the kids to the park, cleaning, any kind of movement that you do, commuting can all in, be included in that 10,000 steps. So what you need to understand as well, and it's really important to understand it, when it comes to fat loss and when you're in a deficit, your body may try to fight back. 
And what, because we don't, your body doesn't like, doesn't understand that you have a body composition goal um, or you want to just look a little bit better in your bikini uh, for your holiday. Your body doesn't get that. So it might start to fight back. And one of the ways in which your body does this is by naturally reducing your needs. Now, you might not even be conscious of it or even notice it. So what happens, what might happen is you might actually fidget less. You might unconsciously spend more time sitting down. So if you have a step goal, and this is, you know, the crux of it, really, the reason why a step goal is quite, quite good is because it overcomes this natural instinct to move less. So it encourages you to keep moving and keep active during the day. And then if we go to the other end of the scale, more and more neat isn't necessarily better. For some, not everyone, but for some, the more energy expenditure you have could mean the hungrier you get. So staying in a deficit, therefore, obviously becomes harder. So it's important to find that balance with you and start, you know, start listening to your body and understand the science behind it. So if you, you know, drop yourself in more and more of a deficit, not only is that naturally hard anyway, the less you eat, obviously you're hungry and naturally you're going to be, but your body will fight back. Or if you're doing endless amounts of cardio because you think, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll expend so much energy so I can increase the deficit by doing the other end of the equation. For some people actually doing that will make you more hungry. And therefore, you know, hitting your calorie target or eating um, what, what was your deficit will become harder because you're expending more, more energy. So it's really, it's really important that you, you know, do listen to your body and you understand the science behind it. So you've got to find that balance for yourself. And we're all different. Again, that's really important. We're all different. So just a quick recap then on your TDEE. So that's your total daily energy expenditure. 70% is made up of your basal metabolic rate, your BMR. 10% is your thermal effect of food, your TEF. 15% is your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity. And 5% is your EAT, which is your planned exercise activity. And yes, these can vary day to day. And when will depend on so many factors like how much you exercise, what type of exercise, what intensity, what you eat, what your body composition is, blah, 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 blah. But let's just take these as averages for ease. And really, you're never going to know the exact numbers. So if you're here for exact numbers, you may as well stop listening because they can't give you exact numbers. So if we go back to all the diets I mentioned at the beginning, None of those came up in my explanation of energy balance. I didn't suggest that if you eat a grapefruit before your breakfast, your NEAT suddenly doubles, or if you fast for 16 hours, your BMI increases. All those diets do in their own special ways is create a calorie deficit for you. So if you lose fat on the 5-2, it's because over time you have burned more energy than you have consumed. If you lose fat because you stuck to your allocated number of sins, it's because over time you have burned more energy than you have consumed. 
if you've lost fat because you no longer eat any carbs, it is because you have burned more energy than you have consumed. If you, you know, okay, I think you get the picture. But so every one of those diets in their own special way essentially work because they create a calorie deficit. So I haven't started stated a diet that you should follow. I am even yet to suggest calorie counting. Oh, and calorie deficit is not a diet, by the way. Calorie deficit is the science behind all diets. And calorie counting is a tool you can use to help you understand exactly what you are eating and the energy in foods. And I'd always suggest to everyone to try calorie counting even just for a week, just to educate yourself on the calorie values in foods. And I understand exactly where you are right now. And you're probably thinking, I can't, I can't, I don't want to calorie count. It's, it's too difficult. It's too boring. I don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. So many excuses. And believe me, I have done every one of those excuses. I've done every one of those diets above (laughs) that I mentioned earlier. I've done so many different diets because each time I was looking for a shortcut, I I was looking for this magic diet that I'd easily follow and it would just, the fat would just melt off me. I've been there until I was told (laughs) by my first coach to do calorie counting, start tracking my foods. And I really didn't want to do it, but I did it because nothing else had worked so what or everything else I'd tried hadn't clearly hadn't worked so okay right let's give this a go and you know what it gave me a huge education it gave me exactly what portion sizes were it gave me understanding about the calorie values of food the the measurements um and yeah understanding everything about food my knowledge and my understanding of food from doing calorie counting massively improved, massively improved. And as a result, my diet, and I don't mean diet as in, you know, a type of diet like Slimming World or Weight Watchers or 5-2 or, you know, I don't mean a, a grapefruit diet, that kind of thing. I mean, my diet as in the, na- the, the natural wor- use of that word diet generally this is why I eat my diet improved massively because I understand the calorie value of foods I understand foods so much better now so if you can even if you just do it like I say for a week you'll understand where you are right now what you're eating and you can go from there and work out where exactly you need to put your efforts in in order to reduce your total calories and create a calorie deficit for yourself. So how to work out exactly, therefore, what your calorie needs are. So as I said, you'll never really know exactly what your calorie demands are, and they will differ day to day. So your total daily energy expenditure is your calorie demands. You don't know what that is without getting some really amazing technical equipment. You're not going to know exactly what that number is. So we have to work on estimates. And spoiler alert, the calories on your food packets are also not accurate. 
and they could be up to 20% out. And there are calculators online that can help you work out how many calories you burn in a day. If you just Google TDE calculator, there's lots that come up and each will be based on a slightly different research and so give you slightly different numbers. So again, you can see that nothing is that accurate, but it's so important to remember these are estimates and what they do is they give you a starting point. So when you've worked out what your TDE is, you can work out from there what deficit you want to put yourself in and it will vary. I know a lot of people simply take 500 calories a day off, but if your TDE is low because you're a small person, 500 calories could be a significant deficit, making it unsustainable. And therefore, in the long run, you won't be able to stick to it. And therefore, you obviously won't lose any body fat. However, if your TDE is quite high, especially if you have it like a very active job, then you could possibly reduce your calories by more than 500 and feel quite good on that. Oh, and if you're wondering why, what's so magical about 500 calories, it's because a pound of fat is roughly 3,500 calories. So reduce your daily intake by 500 and over a week that equates to a pound of fat, seven times 500, 3,500. And so you should expect to lose around about a pound a week. Of course, you know, I'm going to say that's not always the case. And it's more, it is more complicated than that, but it's just the rough equation around the 500. And if you've listened to my podcast from last week, you know, scale weight, it's not even that accurate either. So we're always working with estimates. So I would, so once you worked out your TDE, start by reducing it by around about 15 to 20%. But again, remember, this is an estimate. It's a rough calculation, but it is a start point. The real key to fat loss is dieting with as many calories as possible so you can maintain it over time, but also so that you see progress. If you're struggling, then you might need to increase it. If you're doing well or not seeing any results, you may need to lower it. But also remember, you can always adjust the equation the other end. So rather than reducing calories in, you can also look at increasing expenditure. So this can include increasing steps for some, for example, or even adding a cardio session. The most important aspect is making the whole thing sustainable and achievable over time. Fat loss is slow, especially if you're doing it well. You know, by all means, go for a six-week shred, but I can almost guarantee you will put that weight back on for so many reasons, but mainly because you can't maintain it and you haven't learned anything. Think about, you know, think about how long it's taken you to store all this extra energy you have. Therefore, it's not going to go overnight or in a matter of weeks. You really need to be patient, get your head down, tick the boxes and move your focus elsewhere. Make your life about a lot more things other than fat loss. It is possible. Okay, so if you need any help with losing body fat, then please go and find me on Instagram. I am at Coach Balianne, and I would love to chat and see if I can help. If you have any questions about fat loss or your fitness journey at all, then please do send me a message as I would love to help. The more you can understand, the more successful you will be 
and the less likely you'll find yourself on that next fad diet. And if you're a netballer and looking to get fit and lean for the new season, then why not come and join me and my group on Net Strength? To find out more, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you. So thanks again for joining me. And until next time, stay strong, stay empowered and keep working towards your fitness goals. Remember, you are capable of incredible things. Bye.